Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. Very good to be with you once again. It's a very long time to be here, and it's great to be reacquainted with you. And Bishop Ralph, it's lovely to see you again. And it's lovely to actually see people outside of the sphere of Zoom. So it's very good to be with you again. So today we encounter some very stark texts, and so much so that they reminded me of a very difficult quote from one of my teachers, Thomas Merton, who famously said this, into this world, this demented inn, in which there is absolutely no room for Jesus at all, Christ comes uninvited. The season of Advent, and potentially even more this year, in our weariness with this ongoing pandemic, that this Advent begins today, rightly, the beginning of another church year. A time when we remember the choices and faith of Mary, the God-bearer, the Theotokos, and the fragility and paradox of the expectant hope of the long-promised Messiah, a part of God's salvific purposes for all humanity. So for this first Sunday of Advent, we see the coming together of the prophetic promises of the prophets of Judah and Israel, voiced in today's Hebrew scriptures by the prophet Jeremiah. He speaks to us in this 21st century through a long period of time for the longing, the desperate longing, for the return of the reign of God in human history. In verse 16, we hear the title for this God, the Lord is our righteousness. Literally in Hebrew, Yahweh Tiskenu. This name is provocative and prophetic. It names a vision of the restoration where God will bring all things back into right relationship and the covenant promises of God of old being reaffirmed. Yet, what was then a theocracy, a nation run under the the authority of an earthly king god, which at its height celebrated King David, will be the beginning of a new form of salvation offered for the whole world through this new Messiah human being. In this prophecy, Jeremiah is predicting a future messianic king, yes, one of the line of David, But rather than earthly king, Yahweh Teskunu will be fully God, yet paradoxically fully human. The ultimate fulfillment of Yahweh Teskenu, the promised God with us, Emmanuel. In the light of Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, we hear again the significance of the early church waiting and praying for the return of Jesus, who will bring in the consummation when Jesus, expressing his full divinity, will reveal God in the world a second time, at a time and place of God's choosing, when all things will be brought back together. We also hear in this passage the calling for Christians to be loving and to be focused on the living of the holiness that God expects of us in right living 
and with a commitment to a depth of spirituality and serving God. In the Gospel of Luke, we hear Jesus' teaching to his followers of the implications of the Messiah, reflecting his calling to be part of the one holy trinity. To be of Yahweh Tiskenu in what Christians understand to be the second coming, and which the Jews understand to be the only coming of God as Messiah. In his teaching, Jesus evokes three metaphors, that the second coming will firstly be a cosmic event, reflecting the universality of Jesus and the relevance to the restoration of the entire universe and all matter. The second metaphor is of a fig tree and trees. Trees know when the seasons change, they discern it, that as the trees flower in spring in expectation of new life, so the Messiah will fulfill the coming of the kingdom of God, the reign of God, when all injustice, pain, suffering, war, and dare I say it, pandemics, and evil will cease. And lastly, of the three metaphors is the calling of Christians to be watchers. And I adore that metaphor, the important place for us to share in prayer of that prophetic calling to wait on God in increasingly hard times. In the Hebrew Scriptures, God charged the prophets to watch and wait for God, to be obedient to God's purposes, and in so doing, avoid being corrupted by human brokenness, by institutionalization, by privilege, and by sin reflected in the political and religious structures of the then society. By implication today, we as Christians are called to watch for the coming of this same Messiah, the Yahweh Tiskenu, to not be corrupted by the greed and injustices of our market societies. And it is abhorrent to me, returning here, just to see so many street homeless people suffering in the cold outside there, not just in Hamilton, but in my own city of London, and that we have become anaesthetized to their suffering. But instead, in this Advent mission of God, We will see this Messiah and we hunger for it, for a God that challenges all injustices, that challenges global environmental ecocide, that challenges global inequalities and the scandal of colonialism, misogyny, racism, classism and homophobia that still ravages the world today. No, instead, this Advent hope, we are called to focus on our energies to the purpose of God revealed to us in the life of Jesus Christ and the vision of that restoration. So what I hear you say, okay, this is all well and good, Ian, you coming over here from the United Kingdom, and in all our tiredness, how do we respond to Advent this year in the ongoing ravages of pandemic and now the threat of increased global warming. Well, firstly, Advent is a reminder to us that we are called into a time of spiritual reflection as we look towards the season of the Christ Mass, where we will celebrate the miracle of the first coming of Jesus in human form. So we are called to prepare, a bit like the season of Lent, to get focused on ensuring that our lives are truly reflected in a rhythm of prayer, study, work, community, mission, and worship that puts Jesus first in all we seek to be and do. 
This sounds easy to say, but I think it's quite difficult to do in practice because we live in a very difficult world. But at the heart of that is a commitment each morning to surrendering my life to God and the will of God, to trust in this Yahweh Tiskenu in expectant hope of coming, the coming of the Messiah, and also to receive again afresh the story of Mary in her suffering and choices to accept her role in salvation history. Secondly, are we willing to let go of being control freaks? And I'm one of those, and I think most Anglicans are. If we're gonna be honest, we like to be in control. And if there's anything that's going on in global pandemic, we are uncomfortably learning to let go of always needing to be in control. And are we willing to let go of all the egoic things that we do that clutter up our lives that sometimes we displace our identity in, which actually cause us to suffer? So maybe this Advent, we need some sort of early December spring cleaning to get serious about prayer and silence, to give room to be able to enter the gospel narrative of Advent, to have room to be able to encounter and, dare I say it, listen to God. We Christians have a terrible habit of being incredibly busy and not very spiritual, particularly at busy times like Advent. So as Thomas Merton hints, often there is no room in our lives for encounter of God on God's terms, so that Jesus literally has to break into our lives uninvited. Thirdly, and this is probably the hardest thing to hear, is that our identity, our security, our well-being can only be sustained if our identity, security, and our well-being are centered on being disciples of Jesus. Every day we need to put into effect, as expected of the great commandment of Jesus, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Or as a famous English Benedictine abbot once summarized, where our identity is solely sustained by learning to receive the love of God, to learn to love ourselves in the love of God, to be able to love others. This is the central message of the Christian faith. It is the central message of Advent, that we are called to again review our lives and to seek minimum attachments so that we can be free to encounter God afresh. Fourthly and equally uncomfortable is that we Christians until very recently have got used to a world where we feel comfortable, secure, with privileged existence. Where Advent was once about putting up lights, pine trees, feasting, celebrating of family and relaxing as part of the privilege of being part of the rich Western world. I think Advent this year, through this ongoing terrible pandemic, reminds us of the fragility and uncertainty of life. That for most of the world has been the reality not just of COVID, but for a very long time. And suddenly we have realized that we have been anesthetized from the reality that many people live on this planet. So Advent reminds us bluntly that life is not certain, that suffering is a norm for many, and that Mary, the mother of God, was at severe risk then and now in many parts of our world, that she was not stoned to death for being a woman pregnant outside of wedlock, and where the political forces of her day were watching to kill any Messiah that challenged the political system of their day. Today's scriptures shake us out of a complacency and privilege 
that we are called to get real with the reality of our world expressed in this Advent narrative. So Advent is a time of waking up to the reality of God, a second Lent, where we are called to prepare again our lives to ensure that we practice this vulnerability and availability to God that we hear in the scriptures, to let God lead and to be inspired by the stories of Mary, Joseph, Elizabeth, Zachariah, and all the other faithful saints who play a part in the narrative of the season of Advent, and to remember again the calling on us to humble ourselves in the awe-inspiring reality of God's love for us, that the Yahweh Tiskenu, the Lord our righteousness, calls us to devotion and obedience so that God's story becomes our story. So my sisters and brothers, let us again enter into the season of Advent in this expectant hope of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, even in the carnage of COVID and the desperateness that we see in the world today. For we Christians are called to hold on to hope in difficult times. In the name of the living God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral. Our original theme and audio engineering are done by Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.